couple bands and began to thrive. Time to put the team on cause we going live. Put all your money to work when you realize too much money to be made between you and I. Welcome to the Trade Tribe. Welcome, this is the Trade Tribe Season 1, Episode 0. My name is Taufik Suleiman, uh, the student investor, and with me I got Hero, Hamid, and Jeremy. I uh, will go ahead, you can, y'all can introduce yourselves. What up, what up? Yo. What's uh, worse? Yo, Hamid, that's me. Uh, you know, serial investor over here. I bet. I gambling. <laughs> bet, bet, bet. This is the Trade Tribe. This is a trading community and show where we learn to trade, share strategies, and contribute to making the tribe wealthier. This show is our take on how we analyze the markets, what we think is going to happen, and how we make plays on that, as well as shares our learnings along the journey. Between our trading group chat and our weekly recorded calls, we want to see every young adult a part of our tribe thrive. So make sure to add us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at the Trade Tribe. And this week... Pretty much how all weeks will be going. We're going to jump start with the intro just like we did now, introduce our guests on the call, and have a weekly check-in talking about what happened, talk about a meme or something funny that happened during the week, go over a brief overview of something uh, that we, so all of us have either learned or came up within our journey, such as the lesson or term of the week, dive into and reflect on what happened the past week in the week in review segment, then to spend a little bit of time talking about what we think is going to happen the week coming ahead. And finally, we jump into the specific stocks or picks that members have talked about in the Discord and just dive deeper into an analysis and having um, this discussion about what or why we chose those picks. And yeah, we can go and get get started. Um, Starting with the check-in. This week has been a busy week for me, starting my full-time job. So just been trying to balance work and investing on the side. And that's my really my check-in for today. How about you guys? Uh, for me, uh, hero, by the way, uh, big week for me, uh, decided to go live at least, uh, five times this week and make sure I have content for all seven days of the week. Um, it's been a really productive week for me. Got a lot of good numbers, got a lot of good responses back. Um, got hit by, got hit back by a few sponsors, so can't complain. Dope, 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 dope. And for those that don't know, Hero runs his own podcast and show called Identity Booth, which is available on YouTube. So definitely check it out. Um, for me, this week has been pretty good, um, school and stuff. But also, um, I, I, I sealed up on a, a studio space in North South Chicago that I'm partnering with. So I'm setting up the whole studio, professional studio, setting up all that, getting taken care of this week. So this has been a pretty good week for me. Dope, dope, dope. Nice. <laughs> That's it, Jeremy just said nice. Uh, this week, let me see what I'm doing. This week, uh, I just started my new job, so I'm getting accustomed to that. And you know, I'm cool, man. Dope, 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 dope. And that is our check in overall. Great week for everybody, so that's good to hear. This week's meme of the week I saw this on Twitter, and I've come across it a lot of times, and I feel like this was a perfect explanation of what happened this week it's a meme of an older white guy saying i just bought the dip but it keeps dipping that's something i definitely relate to it's all a couple plays that i saw last week and a lot of people that bought in thinking that it was a dip hate to break it it may just keep dipping especially with the spy and that going back say it again no i definitely second that with the dip thing <laughs> 
that the hit that setup for that uh, meme is classic. Anytime you think you're just about to make some advantage at life, and it just slaps you, slaps you. It's a bitter taste. It's bro. The stock market really just humbles you. The stock market will humble you. So if you're a beginner looking to get in, be prepared and be willing to uh, be open to the idea of taking a couple losses, or but to prioritize risk management. All right, on to the lesson and term of the week. This week, I thought it would be great to talk about what is called a trailing stop order. This is a great feature for some platforms. It is currently available on Think, the Think or Swim platform and the Robinhood platform. And it's a great feature that allows you to preserve your capital and pr- uh, preserve your profits on trades that you're making. And just as a high-level overview, the trailing stop order, uh, and I'm going to show you as well on Robinhood, through some of the stocks that I'm looking at, we'll look at P-Time, which is a Peloton Interactive. They create at-home and fitness equipment, such as bicycles and things like that. Uh, basically, what a trailing stop order is, before I jump into showing you what, how it works, it basically is a feature that allows you to, that, to place a limit on how much you're willing to lose on a trade that you have open. So say you bought Peloton stock at $89.00. You buy five shares like I have right here. If you buy in at eighty nine dollars, your goal your your goal is for it to go up, right? But there's no guarantee that it will go up, and the certain amount of um, loss that you don't want to accept. So for me, my number is around five percent. So say I don't want to lose more than five percent on Peloton, I'll place what I call a stop loss, and basically it's a command that is automated to say, hey, if Peloton drops. Five percent from eighty nine dollars trigger a market sell and sell my stock at that point, and that is what you call a regular stop loss order. But so a great strategy I like to do use is to allow the stock to move up as well and to be moving my stop loss up. And the way that I made that is the trailing stop loss or trailing stop order. And the way that works is as if Peloton went up from say eighty nine dollars to a hundred dollars. That's about a 10% gain, which is kind of what I have right now. I have a 10% gain on Peloton stock right now. And I want to lock in part of that profit so that I don't lose all that 10%. What I'll do is place the trailing stop order like so. Go over to uh, the order section on your screen. Click on change from market order to trailing stop order. And I'll set that as Peloton is going up, I want to not lose more than 5%. And what this would do is say it goes up to $100, it will raise that stop loss or trigger point up as well to 5% of the highest value. So if it goes to $100, it will sell at lowest 5% below $100. So say if it drops to 95, then it would say, okay, trigger. And I would have secured at least 5% of that 10% profit. Uh, so that way, if it goes up 10% again, now I'm locking in another 5% above that. And that could go up to 15. This is a great strategy to make sure that you're minimizing your, your loss, but also maximizing the amount of profit that you can keep from a trade. And this is a great way to just follow it. If you're not sure when is a reversal going on and it protects you from a reversal. And yeah, is there any questions from anybody regarding that? Quick question. Would you recommend doing this for every trade? I, rec- I actually do recommend doing it for every trade. The only downside is that when, pretty much, yes, uh, I recommend it for any trade because one, 
if you are making a trade, there's always a risk that the stock could reverse at any point. So by placing a stop loss, you're protecting yourself from losing too much on that uh, trade. But I like this one better because as you're doing that, you're also protecting your profit. So the step above, a stop loss protects you from lose, losing. A trailing stop loss or trailing stop order protects you from losing and also protects your profit. So that's a double win to me. So I recommend anyone do this on any trades, especially day trades or swing trades uh, in any stocks. And to add to that, the only downsides to these are that you cannot do it on options plays. It's currently not available, so I can't use this to, on if I played a in options call, I cannot do it on that. For that, I have to do that manually. So that's the only downside, but I definitely recommend it on every trade. And that is the lesson or term of the week. Moving on to the week in review. And as we were saying earlier, this week was, it was a crazy week. There's been a lot of stuff that's going on. If you looked at the general market overall, you will notice that a lot of the stocks have been dropping. A lot of the major stocks that have been talked about are dropping slowly, but not too crazy. This week, there was a huge market, tech market sell-off specifically, uh, hitting stocks like Apple, Microsoft, and the like. Stocks that make up a lot of the S&P 500, if you go check into which stocks that make up the S&P 500, which is a ET, one of the market ETFs that kind of tracks how the market is doing overall. Um, this week, there was a lot of sentiment from professional institutions thinking that a lot of the stocks were overvalued or were kind of running away and have overextended. So a lot of them were selling off their shares and locking in profits from the past few weeks, despite the pandemic. So there's overall sentiment thinking that there may be a tech bubble and that a lot of these stocks are overvalued. And that's why you notice a huge drop in stocks like Apple dropped about 22% just within the last 10 days. And that is crazy. Y'all have, any, have anything to mention about this past week? Um, you said what? Y'all have anything to talk about for the past week? What happened this past week? Yeah, so this past week, personally for me, um, I went in and pretty much um, invested a lot. I, I added a lot to my um, Robinhood account, and with Amazon, I put went into Amazon, Tesla, and NVDA this week. Um, Amazon just kept on. So with Amazon, with things like Amazon, you know, I feel like you know, if, generally, if I lose two hundred, two fifty, something like that, I'm ready, ready to pull out. But I also I have a, a like a pullout stage. But if I go past that pullout stage, then I, I the way I think is I'm gonna stick with this. That's what I, just want to okay. that <laughs> I think I think there's a point where it's gonna come back. So like, if let's say I'm down 300, right? If I, I'll get out, you know. But I feel like if I'm down 50 percent, and if I'm down a thousand, and I'm in two thousand, I'm down a thousand. You know, you would think, oh, that means get out for me. I'm mm-hmm. like, I lost a thousand. You know, I'd I'd be rather I'd rather take getting that thousand back. And I mean, I I think I think it's more likely to get that thousand back than to, than to lose the other thousand. That's how I, I see it with a stock like Amazon. So I missed, I, because you can't put stop orders on options through Robinhood. Um, I went past my pullout, pullout point and I'm at the point of no return to the point where I'm basically saying, you know, I'm going to stick with it. Um, so we're going to, it's, it's obviously super risky, but um, I'm going to see how it goes with a stock like Amazon where I feel like there's a bounce back factor. Um, I think that's going to happen. Let's see this week. They're, they're um, uh, announcing new software on Thursday. So if the, if, the, if the reception of that is good, 
then I'll be back in business um, with that one. But uh, I think, yeah, I do that with stocks. I feel like they're going to bounce back. Facts. I, facts. I yeah. think it's a straight up uh, Boeing effect. That report that came out on Thursday was pretty damning. And all these mega corporations have shares in Boeing and their air fleet. And, you know, Boeing's uh, split on shares is split up amongst uh, like 40% of the company split up amongst some of the big boy owners. So Mm -hmm. even with Apple coming out with the whole, we have these new watches and these new devices and still to be dropping 22% and still not recovering. It's just a sign of how much, how interweave these companies really are with one another and that you can be affected by another company's mistakes vis-a-vis your company because they're not responding appropriately or because this it's not enough of a split. And that's sort of like a damning uh, condition we're in with the market right now. Uh, as far as what it means doing is uh, holding on to that. I'm a big component of if you have $2,000 and you've lost a thousand, keep what you have, not what you want. That's facts. You actually just made a great point with how a lot of stocks have been correlated or being affected just by the fact that there's not that much uh, what's called strength or belief in how certain stocks are doing. Like when Ted, when Apple dropped, that's pulling down the whole S and P 500 with it. Some stocks that are completely unrelated or should be doing well are com- being sold off too, because most investors are just like, Oh, if there's this stock is dropping, that means this stock could be affected too. So let me t- pull my money out and just l- Further add into the uh, sell-off effect where things are uh, stocks are just dropping in value, but not too crazy, but enough to hurt your pockets. Facts. And another thing I noticed this week that happened, especially with Amazon and mm-hmm. Tesla, is that often people are they're selling quick. So as soon as there's any profit, they're selling. Like um, with the Amazon and Tesla this week, they they had they their pre-market was great, opening was great, the first two hours were great, and everybody sold at thirty minutes they started to drop so people are like things are unstable like they are now as soon as people see profit they're selling it and if you miss that window you know you're kind of screwed and that's what i noticed with the happened with the amazon because it was great i was like, this is gonna be a great day and once it was good enough everybody started selling and then once that happened you know it, it was it was gone they, you know everybody sold quickly and everything was it was done after that because if you look yeah. at the trends like the, the pre-market was they all had really good pre-markets and even when they opened up, up until like want to say 10 30 everything was good and then out of nowhere everybody just started selling them off Facts. And Facts. another thing, another thing, that, another thing that is weird. Okay, so another thing I noticed is that I use a, I use a Twitter a lot to search stocks, but not be, not to not to necessarily get like um like input like oh what stock should I buy, but to see what kind of information people are throwing out there. Because once you know what pe- like you know what we, once, if you know what people are throwing out there, you know how the market's gonna react because the market's based on what everybody else does. So when when big um trading groups throw out these um these plays and things like that. Not necessarily to say, oh, I'm going to go buy this stock too, but to know that, okay, something's about to stick up because they have enough volume of people that can affect the market that listen to what they're doing. So that, that's what I've been using, like social media, stuff like that, and searching the, searching the calls and tags to see what these people, are, what, the, what the people are telling other people to do because that affects how the, the market reacts. Because literally it happened like, like at 10 o'clock, there was, some big, there was some big trade group that said something about, oh, Amazon's this. And then like literally like 45 minutes later, boom. Everybody sold off their stuff. Yep. Because, like, you know, stocks are, stocks are 
stocks are controlled by the people. So with social media and everybody being able to have a voice now and be able to control more people, you know, kind of like what Tesla said, Amazon stock is, I mean, Tesla stock is too high. I mean, when, what's his name? Yeah. Um, Elon Musk said, Tesla stock is too high. What happened 30 minutes later? You know? So that's something that's I, I look great into point. as a strategy too. And that's a great point that you mentioned that with everything going on, it's such choppy, what's it called, market conditions that is super easy, especially nowadays where there's the internet and group, a lot of trading groups and plot communities popping up on the internet that they can influence certain stocks. Like a great example of that would be Kodak. In the past couple of weeks, oh Kodak my god, yeah, crazy. Just because people have been talking about it in like different groups about how oh. They just switched from camera company to drug company, which makes no sense. But they've gone up, I guess, in the past week, about 13%, despite all of that. And this, I remember when there was a lot of people making money just off that, just being dropping these different stocks like Kodak. Uh, was another good example. I'll say uh, different stocks, Rocket, Workhorse, all these different things. And like It's just really crazy seeing how certain stocks are being manipulated by large groups of people. But on the plus side of that, it shows that even though there's choppy market conditions, like with the tech sell-off, there's a lot of stocks that you can make a lot of money off of, which is the main point no, that we want to focus on. It, another thing that uh, we kind of take for granted as investors is the rule is diversification, right? Mm-hmm. You spread out your money to guarantee that you don't lose all your money it behooves you as a billion dollar company to only be relying on one thing. And that's why I say when one company messes up, you can see which companies are really invested in that company. Like it, cause you're not going to put your money in something you don't believe in. So I think that is the correlation of failure and the S and P is sort of like uh, a false narrative because there are companies outside of the S and P that can affect the S and P, which is crazy to me. So your ability to look past the the jargon goes past it. Before Sprint was, we know Sprint as a cell phone company, but in the 1970s, -hmm. they were a railroad company. Your ability to diversify and adapt uh, is dictating. And in the next three years, um, the production of vaccines is going to be a major thing. So Kodak being a camera company, knowing that uh, we have three years to develop a a few factories to help with pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah, we'll take that bet. We'll take that bet 100, 100 to 1. It, you have to be able to adapt with the company. It's just not enough to buy stock in them. I think it's uh, the same thing with the Uber and Lyft. You can't buy Uber stock and not think of Lyft. Uh, they're one and the same. So if you have faith in one, you should have faith in the other. Fact, and that's a great point. That's a great point with that. Uh, what are, so kind of that kind of covers what we've kind of seen this past week in the week in review. What with those things? What do you see like that's going on the week ahead? What are we looking at? What are stocks before we jump into uh, the members pick? What are like the current market conditions going into next week? Repeat that last line real quick. Sorry. So that kind of covers the week in review, kind of the market conditions this past week leading up to today. With uh-huh. Monday coming in tomorrow, what are what is our week looking like ahead? For me, I believe that this at this point we're at a low, and you might see similar to what happened in the past two weeks. You might see a a, a a slight bounce in the beginning of the week, giving people hope, which pretty much happened last week. People are very optimistic from Monday to Tuesday, but then. 
at some point, the sell-off continued and th- things were kind of spiraling down towards Friday about the last two hours of the market where things are slightly popping back up. But I think that's something that might just repeat this week, this, this huge idea that, there will, that there's a market bubble, but people are still feeding into it, being misled uh, the, towards the end of the week, but jumping in and making this wave at the beginning. So that's something I'm thinking might happen this week. Um, um, I agree with that. I, I don't know if I'm thinking what you said about the like the last 30 minutes of, of closing on Friday was really hectic. Um, everything was going around crazy the last 30 minutes. As far as this week, Monday, I think the big boys are going to have good opening couple days. And that means like Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, Amazon. Exactly. I think, I think they're going to have really good first two days. Yeah, I think I agree with you because I think it's gonna, they're going to have really good first two days. And I don't know if it's going to last like you said, but those first two days is, is look, are looking good. And with battery day coming up, it's going to affect, like, like um, um, you were saying earlier how, you know, you can't think about Uber without thinking about Lyft. Battery day is really going to, like, because battery day and Amazon are both doing stuff this week, this week is going to be really, really, like, trivial. Because there's big announcements that are happening. Everybody's doing something. These past two weeks have been crazy with the Sony and Microsoft releasing their new systems, um, Amazon opening up more workshops, and then battery day. These past two weeks have been really crazy. So, yeah, I agree with you on these first two days. And for those of you that don't know, um, Battery Day is Tesla's, I guess, day or uh, event where they kind of display and really talk about some of their battery technology and advances they've made, especially about their million-mile battery, I believe that's what it's called, and showing, trying to showcase the future of electric vehicles. Um, as Tesla is not just a car company, their main focus is their battery technology. Uh, that is something that they're really trying to use to push forward their, like, overall, I guess, goal, company goal. Um, and, yeah, I think that would be something that pushes Tesla higher this week. Um, in my portfolio, both of them are still up for the week, but the biggest thing that was pushing things up was my shares in Tesla. Like, if it wasn't for that, some of my uh, tech stocks, since I'm a very heavy te- tech person, were definitely affected by things to sell off this week. So Tesla and NIO, which are two um, major EV uh, pr- manufacturers, have, were up a lot this past week. Like Tesla itself, let me pull up Tesla, was up about 10% on Friday, which is crazy. Let me pull it up. Let's see. Let's see if it pops up. Let's go over here. There we go. All right, it, they hit a uh, low on Friday was 4:30, but they were able to end off just shy of 4:50 on that week. And I remember there was a huge drop about earlier last week when Tesla was not accepted into S&P 500. There was a lot of positive uh, momentum at the beginning because people were hoping that Tesla would make it into the S&P 500 and was doing well. But there was a lot of shakiness. They, they dropped about 7% in one day, uh, in a couple of days from their high of 460 all the way down to 400. Uh, and now they're slightly bouncing back up in anticipation of battery day, which is on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. So that, that might be something interesting to watch this week about how EV companies respond to that. Because they just dropped, they just bounced back within how many days? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven days from a low of 300 
all the way back up to 450 right after their uh, five to one split. And that's crazy to me. No, that's um, major progress. Uh, would you, would this be a bit seen? Do you, are you saying this is significant enough for you to make a play? Like uh, I currently sit at two Tesla stocks, I think right now. Um, I could just ride the wave and then scrape off the top. I mean, if they have a 10, $100 increase, that's 10% on my stock. Uh, I can scrape off the top. That's how I usually do it. I don't play yep. big boys with uh, volatile techs. Um, yesterday with that, uh, last week with the, I think, last minute push where they had, I was able to scrape uh, $11 off the top of my 100 So I'm a big component of that. I mean, you don't have, basically what I'm saying, you can do this one of two ways. You can scrape, which is what I do. And basically what a scrape is for me is uh, you can buy fractional shares and I've always set everything at $100. So whenever they peak over $100 more than 5%, which would be 105 for me, mm-hmm. that's when I take my $5 of profit and let it go back to $100. it will take it twice as long to get back to 105 But my projection is that Tesla is going to keep making money. And yeah. I'd rather have the $5 on hand than when they drop down $30 or $100, which is a normal day for them but that's going to hurt someone who doesn't have a full share in it. Exactly. And what you mentioned is also what you also explained is scraping is also called scalping It's a great strategy. in this like choppy condition, which is you're kind of focusing on being cash, having your cash on hand and protecting your capital, but you're hopping in with the momentum and buying, trying to get those small percentage gains, something between five to maybe 20% gain and getting, locking those in, getting out before things drop again. Like with Tesla, Tesla is like a pendulum. They swing up hard or they swing down hard fast, but they're still going to swing back up. So that's something that I see happening. So that's a great strategy for this kind of um, period. But yeah, so I guess going off that, I think if you were able to time the market right, you could make a decent amount of money off of a Tesla call. You just have to make sure you're timing it right and waiting to see what the momentum is and checking it. That's something that you can see probably in the first two hours on Monday or maybe on Tuesday. So that's something to keep your eye out on. Um, but yes, this past week, Tesla and NIO for me have been great EV stocks that have been helping me. Other stocks that I'm looking at are work from home stocks, stocks like uh, Adobe, Adobe disappointed me. Adobe had their earnings last uh, last week, um, and they did beat their expectations um, by a good amount. But what they, what also happened was that a lot of people were locking in their profits. So there was a drop. So that did mess up my Adobe call from last week. Um, but I'm still confident. So I'll be looking at that to see maybe I had gotten in at the wrong time and see if I can still scalp a little bit off of the stocks that I'm holding, which is something that I, a strategy I do. I don't just hop into options where I distribute some of the, the, the risk by buying stocks and reducing the amount I'm exposed on the call. Um, also, and also like it's sort yeah, of ahead. like a known after earnings stocks drop. Yes. People, people are going to be thinking about securing them, especially now more than ever. Uh, that's why if you have uh, the drip applied to your account, I would always take it off because you want to hold on to your money. 
more than ever, you want to hold on to your money. Definitely. Would you explain what you mean by DRIP? Uh, so I don't know what the acronym means, but basically uh, DRIP is uh, there's a time that every quarter different uh, stock companies have their methods for it. But basically uh, they stock companies will uh, companies will pay you for holding their stocks. This is called a dividends. And once you get a certain amount of stocks, you are paid out of dividends by this company It's mathematically equated and put into your account. DRIP allows you to automatically reinvest this without you doing anything. It's like you set it and forget it. But we also know uh, without, uh, it's not like a written rule anywhere, but we know that immediately after dividend payout and earnings, they usually follow very close to each other. The stock price will drop because a lot of people want to secure their stock, secure their money, or they're afraid that the changes that they heard during the uh, dividend or earnings call could affect their their current setting. So they take off and run out. But Drip was sort of invented to hope that people wouldn't do that, allow the mm-hmm. money to be invested, and remove this stigma of keeping your money in afterwards. But statistically speaking, it's like a 22 drop-off, 22% drop-off or something like that. So I took off Drip this last quarter and I've managed to make $64 thus far. This is money that could have been reinvested into each company, but based on my trajectory, I'm off by 2%. So I would have been losing that money. They're, the money they're giving me, I'm just ostensibly giving back to them. That makes sense. That makes sense. Anything to add, Jeremy, Hamid? Not on my end. Oh, dope, dope. And that kind of talks about our week, and that kind of wraps up our our week ahead. Um, Other stocks, things to kind of focus on this week, with just looking at the earnings calendar. I don't know if you guys, is there any earnings that you guys are looking at this coming week or next two weeks? Nope. Well, you did make uh, make. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an options guy, so earnings don't really affect me, right? But um, Hero did make a great point earlier about how, and recently, a lot of stocks, uh, their their profits are kind of leading up to earnings are pretty much calculated in leading up to the day or when they release it, and right afterwards, you notice you you see that there'll be a drop because a lot of people are profit taking and hopping out onto the next stock. So if you are looking to make earnings play, I definitely recommend making those two weeks ahead. Um, and yeah. And with that, we can jump into the members' picks. Uh, just as overview, so we have some picks. Let me say watching. Um, Hero says he's watching. Let me mute the but Hero says he's watching Oracle and Walmart because of the TikTok partnership. And I know, I do believe, I remember that in, in, with the U.S., U.S. was pretty much trying to ban TikTok. And with that, they're trying to get an American company to buy or acquire TikTok to help manage their security if people are still going to use it in the U.S. Currently, Microsoft is one of the contenders, but they were declined for their, I guess, acquisition requests. And that's pretty much going towards Oracle now. So I'll be interested to hear what you think about that. Uh, for me, I believe that great stock to watch would be EV stocks such as Tesla, NIO, maybe Nikola, but I'll stay away from Nikola because with them, 
they're dealing with some fraud allegations. So that would not be something I recommend getting into. Um, other ones would be work from home stocks such as Adobe, Palo, uh, Roku, and work due to the tech market sell-off and persistent pandemic conditions. I think that people will start shifting their focus to these stocks as it will be hard to focus on other blue chip or stocks that a lot of people were hoping at. Also, we have Hamid saying Apple and Sony due to new software updates and pre-orders to leading up to their uh, devices they're selling, like the new iPhone as well as the new PS5 coming out soon. I'm definitely getting the PS5 just as a, head, as a side note. <laughs> hey, speak, speaking of um, fraud stuff, um, a bunch of banks just got um, outed in a, in a report saying that they were basically hiding a bunch of money laundering. Um, so that report really just, I just, it, it kills from BBC. I just, it came out like a few hours ago. So I think, I don't know how, what kind of effect that's going to have, but it was like Chase was in there, HSBC, Barclays Bank, they're all in there basically for helping money launders. And you know, that they're going to get super fined for all that kind of stuff. But um, that, that report just came out a few hours ago. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop the link in the chat, but yeah. Definitely. That's crazy. So is, is that yeah, like, yeah. What, what, what did they say? They're saying that they're hiding stuff in their financial statements or what, what did they say? They're, they're letting, they're letting, they're basically, they had customers or clients that were, you know, had shady money and they were basically like not saying anything about it. They weren't questioning, like, you know, people were moving money around in the banks and that, they, that the bank should have flagged and the bank didn't flag it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It looked like it's saying something about North Korea. <laughs> yeah, but there was there was um there were some people there were some people high up in the Russian and the Russian politics that were involved in it. There were money laundering stuff like that. Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, there was like it was uh, HSBC. They they were found helping launder money for one of the top ten people in the FBI's most wanted. Oh yeah. wow, man! Yeah. So that just goes to show that a lot of there's a lot of stuff that go on in the world. With, <laughs> yeah, money. I literally just saw this. Yeah. That's crazy. That's why when I watch shows like Narcos, I'll be thinking like, yeah, this is really real. <laughs> it. It's really real. You got to really pay attention. But it's there. That's dope. I guess we can jump into each specific one. So what do you think so far, uh, Hero, in terms of Oracle and Walmart and the TikTok partnership? I'm actually picking this... Uh because I'm interested to see how quickly it crashes and burn. Um, I was looking at the deal in itself and nothing is really changing. It's more of a security partnership, but the servers were always in America. So the security base isn't there. If anything, these companies, Oracle and Walmart are suscepting themselves to the Chinese government now. So I'm super interested to see how this falls apart. I, there's no financial movement here for me that I can foresee. Uh, this gives TikTok a boost, and I project a little bit of a boost in uh, Walmart and uh, Oracle's stocks on Monday. But I'm also expecting, I don't expect this to be anything major because I don't foresee uh, Walmart checkouts asking you to, you know, hit that subscribe button or something <laughs> like that. So, it, it, once again, it's a, this would have been a great move for Twitter. I feel like Twitter would have really benefited from putting their hat into this and trying to get something on a pl social media platform like Twitter that doesn't really have a video aspect to it. And maybe because Twitter's a, a dinosaur in itself and it knows what it's good at, but then you think of Facebook and they were out at the same time practically and Facebook's evolved. Um, 
I just want to kind of see the the calamity of destruction that happens with it, and that that's just me personally. I, if I had to make a play, it'd be a put. That is facts. That is facts. I definitely see a lot of room for this to kind of go sideways or there to be a last minute switch up. But I think with the whole intention of this partnership was not to really incorporate TikTok or kind of benefit off TikTok. It was more so a play for the U.S. to kind of control what TikTok can do. Because the main reason why Microsoft was considered is because was was for them to really come in and fix up all the security issues and pretty much redo their whole security system in, with the TikTok platform. And that would be pretty much the U.S.'s way to kind of kind of reverse what they think is going on with TikTok getting access and being a security issue. So I think it's just a huge mosh bit of just a lot of messiness going on in this deal. And it's, it's just hard to say what will happen out of it, especially with Trump being so close and affecting what is going on by giving his blessing to specific companies, which just makes it more shady to me, honestly. He's an idiot, though. So <laughs> this is the same idiot that said when he I thought when I made this deal, I was going to get a cut. And then the lawyers told me that's unethical. And he was shocked to hear this news. He's an idiot. So, and basically all, this is, let me tell you what this deal is. It's TikTok paying Walmart and Oracle to say, hey, look, y'all my partners now. So y'all, the orange Oompa Loompa, the orange agent will leave us alone. Bet, here goes $100 million. Cool, we done. That's it. That's real. (laughs) I completely agree with that. He's just signing off thinking one thing, but not really knowing what it means. And that's why I'm really concerned about it. Let's see. I'm trying to see how much losing that deal affected Microsoft, at least. Because Microsoft dropped significantly uh, towards the end of the week before. Uh, Basically, well, two weeks ago, there's a huge sell-off, but really what them losing the deal did not help again because they dropped further from about 210 all the way down to 196. And that is crazy. As Microsoft is a company that has a very strong moat, so there shouldn't be any reason why their stock dropped about, what, 15% within the past 12 weeks or 12 days. That's crazy, so... There's definitely some room for some options plays with Microsoft, Walmart, or Oracle, depending on how you you think this deal might go. Um, and yeah, we can go on to the next one. So we also have uh, work from home stocks. Uh, for me, the two that I was paying attention to most were Adobe and Peloton. Uh, with Adobe, I had bought about two shares, but the, the stock slowly is approaching my trading stop loss order here around 4.45, but it's holding at the support level right here, which is 4.50. So I think that if, if we can see on Monday it bounce from this level up, I think that would be a great play to get back into. Um, but it was something that I'd gotten in on a little bit too early. Um, but I think that's still some opportunity because their earnings pretty much just showed 
that there's room for them to grow, especially in this condition. So I think people should be able to see that coming into these next two weeks. Them and uh, Piton. Let's see. Same thing with Piton. I'm up about 10% on the stock, but up about 70% on the options call um, because it was really huge movement towards the end of the day or the last two days because they had kind of been bouncing around this 79.80 level and they went all the way up to almost $89 within two days. So that is a strong 10% movement. So that was a great options call that I might be closing and covering, but still holding on to the stock as there's some room to go up because their high after this gap down was around $100. So I think that is something that you can possibly see if you're looking for a quick scalp of um, Piton from 90 up up to 100. and probably a dip right after that. Um, probably to this 94 level, but we can see that's something a play that I'm uh, will most likely be making this week. I'll be selling my option to cover the profit for that, but I might be holding on to the profit to get that last gap and get it out. Um, and there should be some other ones like Roku that you can be able to look into. Um, just in the after hours on Friday, there was a huge move, um, and I'm not sure exactly why, but there was a huge move. And um, on Friday, I believe it's from some deal that they had with NBC Universal. Let's see. What are you guys thinking about for the work from home stock section? Let's see. Work from home stocks are definitely going to be the move. Um, like you said, Adobe is definitely um, a big one, especially because they're subscription based things like that. And also, um, like their call is team. You know, they're the ones that the people who bought Trello and things like that. They had a bad week a couple yeah. weeks ago, but I think they're going to start making a comeback. I think the name of the company is Alta Slain or something like that, but their tag is team. So definitely look into them because they do a lot of work from home things and a lot of um, organizational things that businesses use. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, let me see what they did this week. Are you able to pull that up actually to see what they're at on your oh, Which one? Um, they're called this team. Team, I got you. Let's go. Let's check their Robinhood. Or would you? Let's see. Yeah, let's try. Yeah, it's that first one. You said T A T E A M. Was that was that first? Was that first one? It's right oh, there. At last one. Okay, true. Yeah. yeah, they're a SaaS company. Yeah, I know they were down. I know they had a bad week last week, so I don't know whether they bounced back or what. Um, what's their one week? Yeah, oh, they had a. Yeah, they were. They dropped. Yeah, I remember that. They they dropped. From about 172 all the way down to, well, not that much, down to 164, which is about like, what, 4 or 5%, yeah. maybe 3 yeah. But they bounced yes. back up heavy. Yeah, so, so, yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, let's, see. let's see what they're saying on Seeking Alpha. Yeah, that would be definitely something to see, keep an eye on. Let's see. They own Asana too, or is that a yeah. competitor? Yeah, they 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 yeah they just invest. They like they own a bunch of different little things. Gotcha. Yeah. So like that. So the thing with them is that they're like they're not too volatile, and because they're in so many different sectors, you know. Gotcha. So they have like, they have things that balance each other out, you know. 
Right. But you can even see here the revenue is steadily increasing. Yeah. Over the past years. And that just shows you like how like how much how much like how like these companies are still doing well despite like the pandemic and they you mm-hmm. should be looking at them. Like this is strong growth since the past three years, this is strong growth. This is just literally this is making a lot of bank. That's crazy. And being mm-hmm. consistently beating their earnings. So this might actually be a great play. Uh, at least a, a, a midterm swing or hold. And that's how it's been for me. Like companies like this, my Zoom um, has Loki been going crazy too. Zoom shot up about, let's see, 10%. I would. I just want to say I am not afraid to say that I'm an idiot because I didn't see this. I I knew the Zoom thing was coming like months ago. It was right yeah. there in my face. I was literally in school, and all the schools, my school, was like, yeah, we're gonna switch to Zoom, and completely ignored it. This is like in like June, not June. It was like in March, and I completely ignored it just for Zoom to shoot up. So like yeah. Zoom has just been <laughs> just shooting. Like they've they've gone up over a hundred dollars just in about one week. They've been up 40%. I think they're about, up think about, about it. 40%. We had a discussion about this. Yep. We talked about this. Yeah, we did. And <laughs> the, the thing that was kind of deceptive for me is they had a drop-off. It was right around the time where me and Luke lost like big time on that option. And we yeah. were just like, nope, we're done trading for the week. <laughs> and that's when it happened. So, like, you—it's further proof that man, you could lose one day, mm-hmm. but tomorrow. No, as I, long as you got nothing for tomorrow, tomorrow exactly. could be your day. But people are really feel bad for feel bad for Skype because imagine being Skype like ten years ago, like, oh yeah, we're video channeling, and then FaceTime comes out, and they're like, oh, it's only for iPhones, and then WhatsApp comes out, and it's like, oh, no big deal, and then they hear this—the the pandemic. They're like, okay, this is our time to shine. You know, Skype's like, yeah, we're gonna be a lot of money. Because we, you know, we've been here from day one, and then everybody uses Zoom. Nah, mm-hmm. Skype. <laughs> Skype is a perfect example of being stuck right. in your ways, like not wanting to yeah. innovate, yeah. not yeah. wanting to give Google access to your uh, API and all that stuff. Like that, Skype is Skype literally boots up every time my computer turns on, and I laugh at it as I exit out of it every time. <laughs> one one business I will say that was stuck in their way and still see success. It's Pandora. Because oh, so. Pandora, they're the first one. They're the first ones to have the streaming. You know, like you couldn't select it. Like they had streaming back when people were still buying CDs. You know, like you can play Pandora and everything like that. And so you, you figure, okay, now there's Apple Music, now there's Spotify. Pandora's gonna become obsolete because you know it's just playing random music on shuffle. But Pandora didn't change anything about their ways, and they're still like seeing success. Because you would think with people being having the option to choose exactly what song they want to play rather than have it on shuffle, Pandora would be obsolete. But no, they're still seeing like. They're still in the game, which is wild to me. Facts. Because they haven't, they haven't, changed, they haven't changed anything for the last 15 years. Well, you have to remember, like, with music especially, uh, it's, it's to someone's taste. Uh, you, well, you'd be I, I, shocked, I think, I think like, a- how that algorithm reads you and how much people trust that algorithm to read them. So, like, if you were someone who was looking for new music, which platform would be better for you? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and, and hearing that's the thing, a new even, even song with, always gives you new endorphins versus hearing an old song. So, like, Pandora sits on that thing, but Spotify's integrated with the podcast and Joe Rogan. So, like, they've given themselves the opportunity to expand. And it's very clear 
that uh, Spotify isn't afraid to spend money. Because while they're out here giving these poor streamers, you know, six cents per per listen, they out here signing Joe Rogan a hundred million up front. So that's kind of shady to me. No, yes, no. Spotify is probably one of the worst companies out there, as far as like their ethics. Yeah, they're terrible. I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah, and I got yeah because I I I see because I work with musicians. I see the streaming shares. It's terrible. Definitely agree. I guess kind of going off that, I guess we can now go into the last members pick. We can talk about um, here you mentioned Apple, Sony due to the software updates and pre-orders. Yeah, so what that happened with Sony, that. Sony had their pre-orders for the PS, PS5. It was all, like, they had it on Amazon, all that kind of stuff, and it completely sold out, like, obviously right away. But they yep. announced that they're going to have more throughout the week. So they're going to have more pre-orders. So, like, instead of – they're going to feed the crowd. They're going to have more available for pre-ordering, which is huge. Because most, most companies are like, you know what? Oh, you got to wait. But, no, they're going to have more. They're going to keep on – the thing is they didn't release everything at once. They're continuously releasing stuff. Like, they're, like, they're, like they're exclusives and stuff like that. They're dropping them day by day. So the energy is going up. It's not just one big drop. It's continuously allowing themselves to grow every day. Yep, I think that really kind of showed the demand for their product. I feel like if they were going to talk any console, that is a console that people are really itching to get. And then when as soon as um, their their partners that were doing the pre-orders dropped their dropped their pre-orders and things like that, dropped information, they were sold out. Like I know people that were mad because they they couldn't even get a pre-order in. Yeah, and even with all the stuff about Sony going up on Twitter, Twitter is just helping them become viral. Like everyone is talking about them on Twitter. If you ain't talk about yeah, the I am people. Sony. I am people who are mad. I am me. <laughs> I am them. People is I. <laughs> but yeah, I think Sony. Sony is doing well in the past six months. They're up forty four percent. I do have a couple shares of them, so they're definitely going up. With anticipation coming towards their, um, their PS five and the fact that. Even during the pandemic, people are still finding ways to spend money on gaming. So their revenue, if anything, is still just going up. It hasn't, I don't think it's been affected much by the pandemic. So gaming and people like are spending at home, they're using this, this, their stimulus checks from the government to pay for more gaming. So I think they're going to, people are going to spend that money on that console. So just more money for Sony and more money for anyone that's invested in Sony. So I think that'll be a great play. Um, you probably just got to be on the heads up for probably some news regarding that. That might be also a great options play. So if any specific news article comes out saying something dope about Sony, uh, something or something important enough, I think there could be a huge momentum up with them. Like I believe towards the end of the day, let's see how they did on Friday. On Friday, they were a little bit shaky, but in the after hours between Thursday and Friday, there was a huge swing up well not really a huge swing up but it was a decent swing up from about 77 up to 80 so that shows you that there's room for the stock to shoot up and that's another thing uh something that people should be looking into is um gaming stocks online gaming um if you know any stocks like that that's something that may be a great play for you uh let's see what else Anything else? I know. What about Apple? What are your thoughts about Apple? I think now with Apple, that might be with the dip that just came, there might be some bounce back or room for an, a call if you time it right. Let's go check that out. Any thoughts on 
um, Sony, other gaming stocks, or Apple? Draft King. Draft King. And uh, yes, you Draft King. Get- <laughs> I forgot about Draft King. What what do they do again? Draft King, man. People are man. Draft King is booming right now. As far as with, as far as people talking about it. They do sports betting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Falls back, so DraftKings is king. <laughs> DraftKings is king. I think that's going to be our slug, uh, model for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, with football coming back, that's their moneymaker. Facts. Let's see. DraftKings. What do you think that play would look like this week? Oh, uh, well, another thing. Well, this is the thing that's good about DraftKings right now. It's it's because of COVID, the NBA Finals, and the football is going on at the same time for the first time ever. So this, you know, everybody everybody bids on the, bids on the finals, and plus in the combination of football at the same time, I think DraftKings is going to see a lot of of action as far as like people setting their lineups and things like that. Gotcha. That is agreed because what well, is the NFL just started right? With this yeah, league. they're on, they're in week two. Facts. Well, drafting is going crazy. They're up over five, um, over four hundred percent over the year, and that wow, they're up four hundred fifty percent over the year, and fifty percent over the past month. This is that's crazy. That's showing you that, like, despite everything good, like this is literally proof that there's stocks that are doing amazing despite other stocks dropping like you just got to find the right ones that you need to pay attention to and this is one of them i remember i did a quick scalp on this a couple weeks ago but this is crazy this you think there's still a lot more room for them to grow or because they're still growing in the past week they were up 30 percent we think there'll be a dip that might happen this week that you can people can buy into uh, I don't think you want to risk it. I think you get in while you fit in because four hundred uh, 400% increase, you tell me where the dip is. You tell me where you've seen a dip in the last three weeks. Not really much. Uh, at least I, I do see them correcting a little bit. Like over here, over the past, uh, I guess, six months. Well, not in the last three weeks. Let's go to 90 days, actually. But, and therein lies the problem. Are you willing to wait 90 days to get in? Nope. All right, so Monday morning, have at it. This interesting to see. Would any of y'all make a, a play on this? Let's see. Let's go to there. Second alpha. Uh, I do not believe so. I don't see nothing here on their dividend rate. It doesn't look like they do. All right, so it's a fair trade. Uh, let's see. Any other stocks besides those ones? Um, we've kind of talked about each and every one. Uh, let's see. You go back to the members section. There we go. Uh, so just as an overview, that's pretty much the stocks that we are looking at this week or these next two weeks. Um, it will be interesting to see how things go. Uh, I don't know if you guys had anything to touch on before I do a full recap. Nope. All right, dope. Just as a recap, um, we went through the check-in, talked about just our personal updates, meaning the week, bought into the dip, the dip, but it keeps dipping. Uh, just don't be, don't be like this dude. 
try to find the stocks that are popping off and are doing well despite these times, but still apply risk management methods such as the trailing stop order, which we talked about earlier in this episode. Um, if you're not setting stop losses, I do not know what you're doing. Uh, this week, in the past week, biggest highlights were the, the major tech sell-off, um, EV companies going crazy, as well as specific work from home and comp- certain companies benefiting off work uh, things going on, such as sports being back or people needing to work remotely. Um, some of those stocks being like DKNG, Zoom, um, um, P- PTON, and all these other stocks that we talked about. And those will be some stocks that we'll be looking at this coming weeks. Um, stay tuned for that. And yeah, and that was pretty much our episode. I thank everybody for listening in. This is the Trade Tribe. Uh, my name is Taufik Suleiman, a student investor. With me, I have Hero, Hamid, and Jeremy. Y'all can check off too if y'all want to say anything. Been a pleasure. Toodles. Toodles. Yeah. <laughs> We will see you guys in this trading week. Uh, stay tuned and follow our pages. Uh, if you like what your what our discussions are, definitely ch- um, reach out and look to join our private Discord group. Um, the Trade Tribe is a private investment group as well. Not only do we do this weekly um, weekly stock talk, we are looking for different ways to share our strategies as well as help each other make trades and plays during this time. Uh, make sure to add us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at The Trade Tribe. And we out.